This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! <laughs> Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host, covering everything sport, international, local. Hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95 Radio, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, or even if you're in the comfort of your very own home, listening to us on the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. The Halftime Show is about to kick off. And coming up on today's show, with very few sports active, we take a look at the very few that are happening around the world. How, you ask? Well, football is being played in one of the leagues around the world and find out where later on on the show. Now, that's regarding league. But a certain Ronaldinho is enjoying his very own version of the lockdown as he's playing football in jail with his teammates following his arrest. Now, if you, if ever I wanted to scream, this would be the time where I want to watch prison football because Ronaldinho playing is always a good laugh. And in other news, we lose a legend to the coronavirus as Pakistan's legendary squash player Azam Khan, who won the British Open title three times, has unfortunately passed away. We talk about his legacy and the Khan's legacy and how many will be celebrating his life and achievements later on in the show. And in UFC, the much-anticipated UFC 249, which is one of the very few things sports fans are actually looking forward to, might be cancelled for the fifth time between Habib and Tony Ferguson. Now, we discuss that later with John Jones making headlines for the wrong reasons again. So much to talk about on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. On Pulse 95. 95. Oh, he loves the fire this is the halftime show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It's time! It sure is that time. It's the halftime show with Omar Adouri, home edition. Now, the UFC 249 main event is in jeopardy, but Dana White is determined that the show must go on with UFC lightweight champion Habib Nurmagomedov stuck in Russia due to a travel ban because of the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. His fight against Tony Ferguson may not happen on April the 18th as scheduled. Now this will be the fifth time the fight gets called off with the current COVID-19 situation. Fans from around the world were expecting to watch the fight behind closed doors. And Dana Mai was adamant that the show must go on. And in 2015, Habib suffered a broken rib and even contemplated retiring if his body did not make a complete recovery. A year later, Ferguson pulled out of UFC on Fox owing to a lung issue. And the pair continued to enhance their reputations as the best fighters for their respective divisions. And an interim title fight at UFC 209 was cancelled at the 11th hour as Habib suffered weight cut issues. 
and their undisputed lightweight title fight for UFC 223 in Brooklyn was cancelled after Ferguson fell over a cable in a television studio and was forced to undergo knee surgery. Now people thought it was a joke at first but when you see the scans it was a very very serious injury and with Habib being in Russia there are talks that Justin Gaethje will step up to face Ferguson. Now I love Justin Gaethje and as, as all his fights seem to be fight scenes out of a movie but please, please make this fight happen, guys. I mean, I'm starving for sports here, and as long as all the health precautions are being taken, which the UFC have assured all involved in UFC 249, then medically, they're saying that medically everyone's going to be looked after, they trust that the special uh, treatment will be there, but that will put UFC under even more spotlight, because if anyone gets ill, you never know what will happen. And Dana White had a lot to say about it. He said, we go overboard with everything all the time, White said about medical precautions taken for the fighters. He said, think about this, in the 20 year history that he's been involved in, before him, there's never been a death or serious injury. He said, cheerleading can't say that, and we go completely overboard with health and safety, even before the coronavirus. He continues to say, all my fighters want to fight, my staff wants to work, everyone who's involved is in, and what I'm doing is absolutely willing to make this happen. The thing is, with my fighters, when they're with me, they're getting the best medical attention they could possibly get. And as he continues to work on a location and venue for the event, White will keep details shrouded in secrecy until the time comes when he wants to make an announcement. Now, Habib went on Instagram Live on Monday morning and he said the following. He said, the UFC told me that this fight is 100% happening in the... isn't happening in the US. And if it's not happening in the Emirates, it will happen on the side of the Atlantic. He said, we discussed everything with the UFC now. I don't really know what's going on. It's really hard to train and cut your weight when the whole world is locked down and you know what I am preparing for. But it's not the first time I face obstacles in my career. Here's a question for you guys. Do you think this fight will happen? Slide into my DMs on Instagram at Omar Alduri or Pulse95 Radio. And if it does happen, who's going to win? Now, Habib is incredible, but has struggled with weight issues. And with the current situation, will that be a distraction to make weight for UFC 249? Tony Ferguson is used to isolation and his training methods, if you've watched him, is very, very different. Now, if this fight does happen, does that make Tony Ferguson favorite for UFC 249? Let's put a poll up. Who wins the fight if it goes through with all that's happening? Coming up next, we celebrate the life of a squash legend as he passes away at 95 in London to the coronavirus. As Zam Khan's legacy lives on, and so does the Khan legacy in squash. Stay tuned for more on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire then! What a goal! This is the halftime show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It's time! Salam and welcome back to the halftime show with Omar Adouri Home Edition. Hope everyone is blessed, safe, and at home wherever you are tuned in around the world, whether it's 95 FM. 
Pulse95radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, or even if you're in the comfort of your very own home listening to us on the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Pakistan's legendary squash player, Azam Khan, who won the British Open title three times in a row between 1959 and 1961, passed away in London at the age of 95 from the coronavirus. Now, he inspired many sportsmen to achieve great heights. Well known for his fitness, he guided not only his relatives into the game, but also many others. Azam's brother is the legendary squash player, Hashim Khan, Azam was the second cousin of the leading Pakistani players of his time, Roshan Khan, Nasrullah Khan, whose sons are Jahingar Khan, Rahmat Khan, and Torsam Khan. His granddaughter, Karla Khan, is a British-Pakistani professional squash player, and Azam stopped playing due to an Achilles tendon injury after the death of his 14-year-old son. Now, the Khan legacy is something very, very special to me, and even quite personal. Last year, I was fortunate enough to visit my family in Denver, Colorado, where not many things in sport blow my mind the way Hashem Khan's legacy did. And I got to know more about my grandfather-in-law's legacy. Now, I was lucky enough to visit the Denver Athletic Club, where I was shown around Hashem Khan's trophy room, which he dedicated to the club. Shout out to Seth, Shahina, and Aunt Terry for the tour. Now, see, world class can sometimes be used freely. But if there were levels to this game, and especially levels to squash, he sets the bar. Now, he was the Muhammad Ali, uh, the Pele of his sport. Squash was, was unreal. You cannot think of another name when you think of Hashem Khan and squash. And Hashem Khan was the undisputed greatest squash player of all time. He won the British Open Squash Championship seven times, six straight from 1951 to 1956, um, and then again in 1958. Now, Khan started playing competitive squash late in his 30s because his home country, Pakistan, didn't gain its independence from India until 1947. Only then did Khan receive backing to play for his country in the British Open. He was the leader of the Khan dynasty in squash, his brothers, children, cousins, and other relatives all became dynamic players of the 41 British Opens played from 1951 to 1991. Now, a member of the Khan family won the tournament 23 times, often defeating another Khan in the final. But it was Hashim Khan who was always hailed as the greatest ever to play. He later began to coach and train the new generation of squash players, becoming head coach at the Denver Athletic Club an irreplaceable personality with the enthusiasm and love for the game of squash, which was unmatched. We are all proud of the Khan family's legacy. I'm sure Hashim and Azam are reunited in the heavens and will surely have an incredible squash match together. My condolences to all the family. The legacy lives forever. We this send is you all the Halftime Show blessings with Umar Abdouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri Home Edition. And as the rest of the world's sports went into lockdown to combat the coronavirus, there's still one football league happening for all the football fans out there. Belarus football remained 
resolutely open for business. That's right, folks, you're hearing it right. The Belarus president, Alexander Lukashenko, has dismissed the global health crisis as a psychosis and refuses to follow the example of much of the globe. And so in stark contrast to all the leagues elsewhere, the Belarus championship plows on with fans sitting side by side in the stands, even with their shirts off. Now, I'm all for support, but this is a little bit out there. Now, I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, I don't, don't get me wrong. I might have searched for it to see what's, what's it like because I live and breathe the sport. But the key word there is breathe. And health comes first. Now, what do you guys think? Slide into the DMs on Instagram at Omar Duri or Pulse95 Radio. Should the Belarus Football League be allowed to keep playing? I don't know, guys. Honestly, as much as I'm missing football, and trust me, I am missing football. I'm even playing FIFA. <laughs> That's when you know uh, I'm missing it. Shout out to Raha, by the way, and Coach Mike. Uh, I- I'm really, I'm really missing football. But this is a bit out there. I don't think they're putting health at all first. One man I know who is in lockdown for his own good is Ronaldinho. Now, while football has been brought to a standstill in much of the world, apart from Belarus, due to the coronavirus pandemic, Ronaldinho is making the best out of his current situation in a Paraguayan prison. For those that haven't heard already, the the Barcelona and Brazil legend is still imprisoned after entering the South American nation with an illegal passport earlier this month and was filmed playing football in a video which was shared on social media at the weekend. Seemingly unaffected by the strict, you know, shutdown in large parts of the planet, the Brazilian legend took part in a football tournament at the jail earlier in March, leading his team to victory. And listen to this. He scored five goals and got six assists, and the first prize was a 16kg pig. Doesn't apply to us at all. The 2002 World Cup winner was also given a birthday party. I mean, you see what I'm saying? People are celebrating birthday parties, playing, you know, indoor prison football. He he turned 40 on March 21st with a barbecue organized by his fellow inmates and a special cake was made as well. See people making the most out of life. (laughs) That's another person I'd love to watch. I watched him play in the El Clasico when Real Madrid beat Barcelona at the Bernabeu 4-2. Now, I'm just going to give you a couple of names that were playing that day. Zidane, Ronaldinho, Brazilian Ronaldo, Roberto Carlos, Iniesta, Javi, Beckham, Figo, Puyol, just to name a few. What a game it was. Man, I miss football. (laughs) Coming up next, we take a look at the headlines on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show. Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the halftime show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Salam and welcome back to the halftime show with Omar Adouri, home edition. Shout out to everyone who took part in the Pulse95 family workout on Instagram yesterday. What a session. My wife and I took part in a session with some amazing people making the most of the current situation by staying fit and training from the comfort of your very own home. My mother even made an appearance, which was special. And that's what all it takes, folks. 
even if you can't do intense workouts, just to be active, take part, step away from the screens we're looking at all day like the computer or the phone or the TV and get moving. Now it doesn't happen every day, this week I did a few different sessions and my body is feeling it. Shout out to Ben from RBO, Toya, Matt Marnie, Aman Murad and Chris Bordo and also the ladies from the Adidas Runners, the Transform Group and everyone who sent us messages, screenshots and video. We love training with you and that's what it takes to make it special. You know, you discover a lot of things about yourself first before you're looking at others and I definitely have discovered a lot about myself in this period. Now, if you're just tuning in and missed you know, the earlier parts of the show or the segments, don't worry, you can catch us on the SoundCloud, Apple and Spotify, and all our shows turn into podcasts, music and commercial free. Just type in the Halftime Show with Omar Duri, and we are there. The guests we have, oh my God, next level. And what I like about the people on is they all add their own flavor to the show. Now, whether we're talking about gut health, mental health, or even the importance of the nervous system on training the mind and the body is phenomenal. And I'm so blessed to have this platform to be able to share all this with you guys because they're incredible guests and with a wealth of knowledge. Check them out. And that is it, folks. We are reaching full time on the Halftime Show. Hope, hope you had a blessed day. Remember, you can catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, 3 to 4, on Pulse95Radio.com, Capital FM, and our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority. Salam. Peace. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 3 p.m.